Guru Nation, welcome to episode 527 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I actually went live, discussed some viewer and listener questions on what's the variable in clinical research, like in your career, and whether that's a career as an entrepreneur or an employee or a contractor or everything in between or a hybrid, a combination of all those things, the variable is you. You are the variable, so check it out. Hopefully you find some value here. Uh, I answered a bunch of questions from the grab bag and from the live streamers, so check that out. In the show notes, check out links to my YouTube premium membership page. Uh, you'll see it there for $9.99 a month. We get a Zoom call every month with all the other premium members. We get early access to videos. We get some exclusive videos just for the YouTube Prime members, so check that out. Also in the show notes, CRA and CRC Academy, links to both of those there. And if you need help getting more studies for your site, text me 949-415-6256. And with all that being said, enjoy the show. And we are live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. How's it going? I have, I'm looking at my phone right now, seven Clubhouse invites for the Clubhouse. If you're not on Clubhouse yet, the Clubhouse tonight. Tonight's really a make or break night for my particular room, which is has been a Friday night mixer. Now it's become a Friday night business development. Uh, room. So I want to see because I think Clubhouse in a way it's plateaued. Uh, so as as a content creator there's not much value in it for me in the sense that I can't repurpose that content. It's live and what happens live, that's it. It stays there and that's it. Um, another reason why I don't like it is obviously the audience is plateauing, right? But that doesn't mean that it's not good for people who are in the industry trying to work their way up. I mean, very few people in this industry are actually content creators. So if you're an actual content creator, it's debatable whether Clubhouse has ROI for you or not. But if you're using it as a networking tool, see, I'm using it more as a branding tool than a networking tool. But if you're using it as a networking tool, it's fantastic. So there's rooms every night. Uh, well, just about every night about research. There's under Guru Nation alone, you've got Marjorie uh, on Monday nights, keeping it real in research. I was on it earlier this week. On Fridays, once a month now, on Fridays, we have my room, BizDev, Mixer. And then there's other rooms during the week. Rod Raphael has one on Thursdays. Uh, Craig Lipset and Joe Dustin. Which, who are key opinion leaders, have rooms. If you want to go more specific, like biotech rooms. And by the way, I use Clubhouse as a listener as well, especially on these biotech rooms where I'm trying to learn about new biotechnologies coming out. I don't even want to talk on those. I just want to listen. So there is value in Clubhouse. It's just for me personally as a content creator, I think there's better use of my time, like doing these live streams. Um but but if Guru Nation really wants it, I will keep doing it once a month on my my room once a month. Um, as far as I know, Marjorie is going to keep doing it every week. Rod Raphael is going to keep doing it every week. I even think Christine Naro, 
who moderates all of our rooms, more or less, is going to be doing it regularly as well under Guru Nation. So I'm just saying for me personally, <coughs> I will keep doing it once a month if, if, if the people show up today and demand it. You have to come in there and demand it. So anyways, enough about Clubhouse, but it's kind of related to what we're talking about. Uh, I came up with a new acronym today, M-I-F-H, after talking to a YouTube member. Not a subscriber, a member. A YouTube member today. Uh, make it freaking happen. So it's all about, speaking of making it happen, Evelyn, I talked to one of the sites I know in Orlando, and they're interested. That's all I got to say. They're interested. So you're going to hear from probably at least one of them today. Let me know. But Evelyn, we just did a video. It's released early for the YouTube Prime members with Evelyn. Watch her journey to becoming a clinical research coordinator. One of our better CRC Academy students we've had in a while. A go-getter, a Latino in clinical research, uh, hardcore fan. Evelyn's doing all the right things. She's doing, she's doing, she's making it freaking happen. M-I-F-H. She's the one doing it. This is the title of this video. The variable is you. You can take people. I talked to somebody earlier today. He's uh, like, has so much knowledge so much domain knowledge, wrote a white paper on a very complex topic that people really care about. And he just gave it to what he thought was a large organization that's going to promote it better than he can. And they didn't, which is not surprising. They actually twisted it to where they, they used it to build their brand equity. And this is what I'm saying. I'm going to make a lot of these kind of videos for the YouTube members where I talk about how to leverage social media to boost your brand. But I'll do a video on this later today as well or maybe tomorrow um, uh, that I'll release early to the YouTube members and then next week for the YouTube subscribers. Make sure your brand is consistent. Make sure that you are like on LinkedIn is consistent with your resume. Make sure that you are letting people know about you. If you have, like this is an extreme example, but if you've written a white paper, this guy's probably put in like 60 hours, if not hundreds of hours on this white paper. And then you give it to another group because you think they're bigger and they know how to market it. You're, 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 you're dropping the ball. You're doing a disservice to the people that you wrote that white paper for. <clears throat> so what I recommended this person do is every week, Make a 10-minute video. Start from the beginning of the white paper and work your way towards the end. Every week, do a 10-minute video on a section of the white paper. Read like two paragraphs and then go in-depth like I'm doing right now with you live. Although it doesn't have to be live. You record the video, post it with a link to where people, if they're interested in reading more, can actually read the white paper. That's an example of somebody who just makes it freaking happen you're not waiting for somebody else nobody's gonna care more about you than you and i see this with business people in this space and i see this with people just 
trying to be employees, trying to get hired. And Evelyn's perfect example of someone who's making it happen. I mean, how many people are willing to put themselves? Let me put Evelyn back up here. Uh, how many people are willing to put themselves out there in the public to potentially watch them fail? Right? Because that's the fear is that, well, people are going to see me fail and I don't like that. It takes a different kind of person to do that. And guess what? Her interviews are attracting attention. When I'm recommending her to sites in Orlando, I'm including a link to the YouTube video. Those kind of things work. That you're making it freaking happen for yourself. The variable is you. You can have two on paper identical candidates for a job. And the organization is going to pick one, right? They only can get one. They're going to go with the one that best suits their needs. Well, it's those two job, uh, those two candidates' job to find out what those needs are beforehand so that they can make it freaking happen. That's making it freaking happen. Nobody's telling you, hey, go figure out what these – you're about to get interviewed. Go figure out what their needs are or go – Go talk to some of their employees on LinkedIn. I mean, did you know, especially for the big companies, let's say you have an interview with Ikevia or you have an interview with PPD. You know how many employees these companies have? I got a question today. Let's go through this question. This is an example of somebody who needs to make it freaking happen. All right. And I'm not putting them on the spot, but I have, this is what they say. I have an interview for study startup associate with icon but i don't have any interview experience could you please guide me do you know this you and i said no they can ask you a million questions you need to study all the videos on study startup and then in addition to that you need to go on linkedin and connect with everybody from icon that works in this position or related positions and ask them Hey, what are the challenges with this particular CRO? And by the way, let me give you guys a hint right now. There's a lot of challenges with these mergers, with the CROs. Uh, I got an anonymous person telling me today, one of the big CROs, there's a lot of struggle going on with the merger because the laboratory stuff is taking long uh, to get the samples processed. Uh, mergers are bad right? Mergers are bad for operations. If you know this, if you make it freaking happen and study this, and you can, you can, you can do your part at least in making the organization run smoother. Just knowing the fact that they merged, that a CRO merged or that another one got acquired, like PPD got acquired by Thermo Fisher, just knowing that alone is enough to impress the person interviewing you. Not everybody knows this. Not everybody's so up to date where they even research the companies that they go interview for. So why don't you go on LinkedIn and start reaching out to all the people working in your position, maybe even at other CROs, study startup specialist. Just look that up. Start connecting with people. Tell them, hey, I am applying for, uh, I have an interview coming up. What are some of the things that I should focus on? What are some of the pain points? What are some of the things they asked you in the interviews? What are some of the current challenges? That's making it freaking happen. Not everyone's going to do that. 
Matter of fact, very few people are going to do that. Why? Because it takes more work. You're not getting paid for doing that. It seems like a waste of time. And even if it doesn't work for you, the fact that you did that gives you more information for future interviews. Even with other companies, you can say, well, when I was researching and talking to different people working for Ikevia or PPD or Covance or Icon or even like Evelyn saying, Glassdoor. Thank you, Avalana. This is why you're a perfect example of MIFH. Glassdoor has comments under the company's names. People leave comments on their interview on their company. That can be really helpful aside from your advice. Exactly. Now, there is something about anonymous comments that, I mean, but for, for this purpose of you doing your homework and understanding the culture of the company, you absolutely need to be doing that. Um, so this is what, this is an example of like the variable being you, because for this person who messaged me and anybody can, by the way, 949-415-6256, right? You can either guess what kind of questions they're going to ask and try to memorize, come up with an answer, or you can research as much as you can about study startup because you know, it's in the name a study startup associate is involved with study startup so go on my youtube or it doesn't have to be mine go on another person's youtube watch learn everything you can about study startup like right take notes then go talk to people who are study startup associates at different companies and ask them hey i'm applying for a study startup role what what have been your experiences? What should I say in the interview? What are some things they might ask me? Different things like that uh, is what will separate you from your co your competition. And it may not get you a yes at every interview, but it's going to give you better odds and you need to play the odds. You need to have the right odds. The odds need to be in your favor not against you. So this is why the biggest variable is you. Same thing with your own branding. I don't care if you're a job seeker, somebody who's already working in the space, or somebody who owns a company. Your brand is the most important thing to you. Chris and I, we run a consulting company where we help people start sites all the time. We help existing sites get more studies. We can always tell within five minutes of a conversation with a new client and we've been pretty accurate. Sometimes we're wrong, but we've been pretty accurate. <clears throat> who's going to be successful and who's not by their attitude, by the fact that they say the right things, that they are thinking growth minded rather than limited minded, that they are thinking about their brand. What can they do? How can they make something happen? You don't need, if you're going to be, especially if you're going to be an entrepreneur or a business person, you don't need reasons why something's not going to work, especially when it's something new and a new business venture. There are more no's than there are yeses. Your job as an entrepreneur or as somebody that's going to make it freaking happen is to get to the yes. How? I know there's a lot of no's. But there are a couple of yeses. There are a couple of solutions to this. How can I make that happen? And yes, it's important to know the no's because those are the risks. But you can't just focus on that.
everybody can do that. What about the solutions? So whether you're an entrepreneur, business owner, somebody's thinking about getting into the industry, whatever the case may be, you need to start. Like the variable is always you. And the personal brand is so important. How active are you on LinkedIn? Are you using it in the right ways? Are you commenting, sharing other people's things? Are you truly collaborating? Or are you one of these people who messages and messages complete strangers and says, hey, I want to get a 10-minute consultation with you so we could learn how we could help each other? No, nobody is going to say yes to that. You have to tr genuinely provide the upfront value first. This happens not in the inbox. This happens in the news feed in the, on the homepage. The magic in branding does not happen in the inbox. It happens on the news feed. That's where you can actually interact with people. You can truly read and learn about what they want to accomplish, what their needs are. Most people are too busy talking to listen. That's the thing with, uh, that's the problem with messaging on LinkedIn. You've done no listening. You, and some of these messages are obvious when people reach out. They've, they haven't even looked at my profile page. They don't even know what I do because their message says, I'd like to learn more about what you do. Well, it's very clear on my page exactly what I do. So if they, they could come at with a different angle, at least I know that they've done their homework. Hey, I see you have a CRA Academy. I can help you get more students, blah, blah, blah. That's much better than somebody saying the former. Uh, uh, so the magic happens in the news feed, not in the inbox. I think that's, I'm going to do a separate video just on that for my YouTube members, because that's so important in a 2021 world. Uh, we got a question from David in addition to English. And by the way, guys, in a half an hour, my clubhouse is, uh, going to be going on. It's do or die time for my clubhouse. If I get good turnout and good engagement, I will keep the BizDev Clubhouse open once a month. If not, I'm going to pull the plug on my monthly clubhouse. And I'll just I'll join sporadically, but it won't be anything formally scheduled. Uh, David says, in addition to English, what language would you say is the most useful in the field of clinical research? I would say increasingly becoming Spanish. Um so I would say Spanish. Um, it all comes down to relationships. Exactly. The magic of networking happens in the news feed, not in the inbox. I need to write this down. Somebody, uh, let me put it in the comments so I don't forget. The magic of networking is in the news feed. Put your comments in here, guys. And make sure you like, subscribe share and all that stuff not the inbox there we go i need to make a quote feel free to make that as a quote as well um i'm gonna do that as a quote and and i'm gonna make a video just on this for the youtube members because it's that important it's gonna be five to seven minutes about this uh i'm spanish dan tell me another one you're good to go you're good to go i would say if you're gonna have to pick mandarin 
that's the uh, clearly China's growing in importance. There, it's inevitable that they become as important. That's really the only thing. That's really the only biotech and life sciences is really the only industry where the U.S. is still ahead of China. If you really think about it, like they're crushing it on all the other stuff, fintech, computer engineering, social media. They're crushing it on all this stuff. Biotech is still life sciences is where we still have our competitive advantage. The day is coming where they're going to take that as well. Because while we're here as a nation, we're divided. They're over there working. They don't care. They're over there putting in the work. That's a whole nother topic for another day. So if no more questions, I hope to see you guys and gals on Clubhouse tonight. Think about what I said. The variable is you. It always has been. It forever will be. Of course, there's things like luck, but you can minimize the importance of that by working harder than the next person and by working on your personal brand. That's what it boils down to. Thank you guys for watching, listening. Catch you all later. Bye-bye.